In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello, and once again, here we are. Welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I am your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be here with you today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. This will be really great. I just want to take a minute or two to share... There are some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I'm going to do this every single week. Uh, a few years ago, uh, Jack Canfield wrote a book called The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. And last week, I addressed a, a, an item that he talked about in this book called Accepting Responsibility for Your Actions. There are 64 different principles in this book, so every once in a while, I'm going to come back and revisit this book because it is one of the more meaningful books that I've ever read. And Jack Canfield is a fantastic author. He wrote this book. He also co-authored the Chicken Soup for the Soul series with Mark Victor Hansen, and they have done amazing, amazing things with that whole series. The principle that I want to talk about today is asking for what you want in your life. Many people don't ask for what they want simply because they don't always know what they want. Others don't ask because they're afraid to ask. They may be afraid of the outcome, or they might be afraid that they're not worthy of receiving the outcome that they really want. I'm here to tell you, don't even worry about that. Let's just break this down for a second and bring a very specific specific example to mind. Let's pretend you want to ask someone out on a date. If you don't ask someone, you don't have a date. And if you do ask and the other person says no, then you still don't have a date. The outcome is exactly the same. You are no worse off than you were before. But if you ask and the other person says yes, then you do have a date. So basically, there is only upside to this equation. So just ask. It's the only way you can ever expect to receive anything you want. You have to ask before you can receive with all of this in mind, I'd like to introduce my guest, Tamara Nielsen, and we'll be discussing how she overcame health challenges and other adverse situations and used these challenges to build a successful business that provides help and guidance to others who are suffering. Tamara, are you there? Hi, Brian. I am. Thanks so oh. much for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. and uh, Welcome to Success Profiles Radio. Like I mentioned in the intro, you've overcome a lot of very difficult situations, many of them relating to your health. Can you tell us about that? Certainly, there have been uh, quite a few. The first one uh, uh, was a birth defect, which doesn't really sound like a huge deal, but it, it stays with me. Uh, and it is, I went through two major surgeries as a child uh, to repair my eyes so that I could, in fact, see and, and looked somewhat normal. Um, and and it, it's still a challenge today with, with me. But the second and probably the most pivotal health challenge I overcame was when I was 20. I was diagnosed with hepatitis B and I was dying in the hospital and um, there was a, a, a moment of having to overcome that um, which 
I believe was nothing short of a, a, a miracle. But the secondary part of that, and I believe probably the biggest lesson I gleaned, is that my mother actually knew that I had been that I had contracted hepatitis B and did not let me know so that I could get an antidote. So there were many levels of lessons that came from that. Uh, first of all, I realized, A, don't be afraid of death because it's just a process and, and no. live life to its fullest no matter what and forgive fully and immediately regardless of wow. how heinous the situation may seem. Wow. How does one go about doing that? I mean, for some people, forgiveness is a really hard thing to do. Great question, Brian. Um, I, I've taken the belief that, and, and I tell my clients this as well, uh, forgiveness is something, a gift that you give yourself. Um, when we forgive immediately and fully, we free ourselves of the pain that's associated with not forgiving. <laughs> mm. So, and I, and and I hope that doesn't sound trite. If you want me to elaborate on that more, I will. But yeah, absolutely. I think this is actually a great topic because, uh, I mean, there's something very spiritual about forgiveness, and I think there's something very cleansing about it. And I think we live in a world where people hold on to grudges, and that's the easier path to take for a lot of people. But that's not the path that gets you to where you should want to go. I don't think. It, yes, and and you know. I, I think I need to say probably that I was lucky enough to be born into a familial unit which was wholly unsafe. Yeah. That taught me to forgive instantly because I had no choice. My oh. caretakers, my family unit, they were unsafe, so I had to learn to forgive. Now, so I, I kind of look at that as, you know, that was something that was given to me. Um, but... I think if we, if we rather fill ourselves with the positive type emotions, and I, and I don't like to equate negative and positive emotions, or label them, excuse me, but if we, if we fill ourselves with right. more love rather than hate or fear, we feel better on the inside. I mean, it, it's not a competition in life. I don't, I don't look at it that way, and I, and I try to encourage others to, to look at it that we're we're in this all collectively if we can if we can just you know bring our forces together and and love each other and I know it sounds like sort of like that coke commercial way back in the day you know, right everyone holding hands but 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 really that's the concept it's we're here to love and experience love it is the thing we are born with and it's the last thing we walk out with mm. so give it's just so much easier. Yeah. We're happier when we go to sleep. We're happier when we go through our day and, and through our work mm -hmm. and, and deal with our, our relationships. Yeah. Was this a lengthy process for you or did you figure out pretty quickly that this was what you needed to do and you just started working on that? Well, yeah, like I said, I, 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 I was lucky enough to not have a choice. I had to forgive. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. I did have a choice, but it would have been a, a, a very, a much more terrifying, uh, you know, um, upbringing for me. Um, also, uh, some of the adversities that, that came uh, as, as an adult that, that I personally went through, for instance, being diagnosed with uh, lupus at, a, at a, the peak of my career, uh, I, I was in and out of a wheelchair and became debilitated uh, fairly quickly. Um, I had to forgive the, the situation that was, quote unquote, 
thrust upon me. Um, right. You know, and and I immediately just jumped into being resourceful, figuring out a way to get healthy and not take the common road for people with the type of lupus exacerbations that I have. Wow. Oh, that's, that's just amazing. Um, so doctors, did, does, that, there's just so much here to, to go with. Um, how the, talk, talk about the, the health care you received through all of this. I mean, was it difficult treating all of these things at once, or how, how, did, your, uh, how did your doctors work with you? Yes. Um, thanks for asking that, Brian. Um, yeah. Lupus exacerbates, uh, it's systemic lupus. It exacerbates vastly different with, with uh, just about any patient. And I remember the first day I walked into a lupus support group and I saw everyone there just sullen and depressed and on walkers and wheelchairs and addicted to uh, prednisone and, and Demerol and morphine and other painkillers and, um, you know, they were on seizure meds and, and uh, uh, chemo drugs and all this. I, mm-hmm. I just said, no, <laughs> that will not be me. I will do right. whatever it takes. Turns out I had to go through uh, everything except the pain meds because I cannot take mm. pain medication. Um, the doctors didn't believe me. And that is how I, they simply did not believe me. So I had to take matters into my own hands. And about seven years later, I, um, I there was one doctor that 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 did help me, and he was in Atlanta. His name's Doctor Singh. He uh, he did help me briefly by getting me on an anti-malaria drug. But after seven years of from being diagnosed with lupus, I had found alternative methods, and I'm not talking oh. Um, herbs or anything like that, but I found alternative methods to heal myself. Mm. A lot of it had to do with my, my mental state and my resourcefulness and creativity and finding ways to get off drugs that I knew I did not need. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, spoke volumes about the importance of patient advocacy. Mm. If we have, when someone's sick with, with a life-threatening disease, a cancer or lupus in its life-threatening stages, for instance. Um, it's very difficult to, to think clearly. And it's also difficult for the um, people, that the loved ones, to speak on their behalf because they're, they're not objective. It's, it's virtually impossible to be objective uh, for your loved ones or yourself. And I, so I strongly believe in patient advocacy, which is you know, how I wound up becoming a patient advocate and, and a wellness consultant. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry if I kind of went off on a tangent there. But, no, that's, but, that's totally fine. Yeah, but I had wished, you know, during my, my initial seven-year bout with lupus that I had someone like me now <laughs> to yeah. speak on my behalf. And, and there, there are people like me in, in organizations, you know, that uh, provide much broader services than I do, uh, mm-hmm. popping up all over the country, and they're fantastic. I mean, so surgery preparedness and, and coaching and things like that, it's, okay. it's, it's really good. Okay. All right. That's great. Well, we have about a minute or so until our first break. So, right. I mean, you talked about resourcefulness and creativity. Um, I know that, you know, forgiveness was definitely, you know, one of your coaching uh, coping strategies for getting through all this. Having a great attitude certainly helps. Um, Talk about resourcefulness and creativity here just for a few seconds, if you could. 
Absolutely. Uh, resourcefulness and, and creativity, I mean, attitude is, is I kind of think of it as a vague thing. Yeah, we can have a positive attitude, but what does that mean? We need to find a way to get to the end result, where we're going, what, what is it we want to achieve, and, and just empower ourselves to find a way to get there. That might be research, reaching out to uh, people that you, you know, wouldn't have thought of, and, and finding creative ways to get to that outcome. That's fantastic. We're right up against the break here, and uh, we will be right back on the other side. We are here with Cameron Nielsen, and this is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Join the Keemer Twins, Melody and Marilyn, for Double Trouble Talk Radio every Tuesday night at 9 Central, 7 Pacific on Toginet.com. They're authors, speakers, entertainers, coaches, and the creators of the Double Trouble Transformation System for Success. As much as anybody else, oh yeah. Each highly energized show will feature interviews with celebrities, small business owners, corporate leaders, entrepreneurs, and other special guests sharing valuable insights. You'll learn how successful leaders use doubly effective communication techniques to dramatically increase sales, increase customer retention, increase productivity, and improve employee attitudes. For more on what the twins are up to, check out their website, KeemerTwins.com. Then join the Keemer Twins, Melody and Marilyn, every Tuesday night at 9 Central, 7 Pacific on Toginet.com for Double Trouble Talk Radio. Okay, you're on, girls. Are you the kind of parent who just wants their kids to live the life of their dreams? Well, grab your kids and join How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James. It's a lively interview and call-in show, Thursday, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. This dynamic mother and son team are on a mission. They want to empower kids to dream big and go after those dreams with gusto. They want to fill the world with kid entrepreneurs. Are your kids ready for success? Don't miss their fun annex, lively guests, and discussions. For more on Ann and Jack and their show, check out their website, howtoraiseamillionaire.com. Then join the conversation of lively interviews and call-ins, and let's give our kids the tools and encouragements they need to build a future they can bank on, no matter what the economy throws their way. It's How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And welcome back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest today is Tamara Nielsen, and we've been talking about uh, some very profound health challenges that she's dealt with and how she has used those challenges to form who she is and the career that she is now enjoying. And I like to explore the career that she's now enjoying now. Um, you're a business development consultant, and you're a wellness consultant. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means? Yes. 
actually, I've been a business development consultant for quite a few years, and that's really uh, the main focus of, of my professional uh, outreach, simply because um, I love it, and it's always it's always very uplifting to help individuals, sales professionals, CEOs, small businesses get to where they want to go. I work with artists as well, um, and that that's very exciting and very rewarding, and a lot of positive uh, um, things come out of that. By way of doing that, I have just in the 25 years I've been doing this, run across individuals who need help in other areas, which is where the wellness consulting business mm-hmm. came from. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, it's sort of a, uh, I should say, a, a, a sidebar type of thing that I continue to do. And I'm, I'm going to be completely straight with you here. This is a, um, it's draining for me because I become so emotionally invested. I would have never made a good nurse because I don't, I don't know how they cut themselves off. Yeah. Um, but, but I definitely become emotionally invested. And so I, I need to separate myself with, with regard to that. Uh, if I can get back to the business development consulting side of things, um, I love to shine yes. the spotlight on others, uh, help them feel good about themselves, achieve their goals, no matter what they are. Um, if they want to launch a new business, I will find a way for them to do it and do so successfully and um, and have long-term success with it and, and modify it as, as we go. Um, that includes media relations, branding, strategic marketing, um, press releases, anything with regard to outreach. And that's is obviously you know online or in print and and in person. Um, and did you want me to move on to the the wellness side of things? Did I answer enough about the the business development? Yeah, side? yeah. Um, actually, what I'd love to ask you in terms of the the business development side. I mean, you talk about yeah. a strategic and branding and helping people get their message out there. Yeah. Um, I've had guests who are also speakers and authors and business people, and I've had them address the idea of network. Working. How does that work for you? Did I'm I mean, sorry. Do you, I, I mean, did you say network? Oh, I, ne- networking, branding, getting the word out. How how do you? I mean, how do you go about? How how do you go about doing that? Well, I uh, excuse me. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, the branding statement. That's something. That's the number one place I start with my clients. I believe that oh, the good. branding statement, which is is um, for all intents and purposes the message that identifies who who the 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 client or the the business or the product is who the client is what they're about what they deliver the message they want to convey to everyone that Mm -hmm. message needs to to be refined and written right up front so that every contact with Everyone, from the moment a phone is answered, an email goes out, there is a contact on the, a website or social media or a press release goes out, or, or someone's you know, meeting, if the client's meeting someone uh, at a networking function, that branding statement, whether it's being specifically restated or not, or if it's just a way yeah. of communicating, it needs to be consistent and it needs yeah. to be cohesive. It is yeah. so important. And, and most companies, 
fail to do that. They might write a mission statement, but that's internal. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. not necessarily. And um, and just to kind of give a, give away a little bit more um, helpful information about this, at the end of a press release, there's always an about section. Yes. That might be a great place for people to start identifying their brand. Uh, mm. Because if, if and, and just comparing that to some really, really good press releases out on, on the internet or uh, that one might find in print. Okay. Excuse me, I'm sorry, Sounds, I need to clear my throat. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, so what I hear you saying is you need to have a very clear message before you can even think about trying to get it out there. And I think uh, that's really important because even even when you see some commercials on television, you, you, you think, wow, this is a really nice commercial and it's funny, but I have no idea what it's advertising until the end. And I think there's absolutely no connection between what you just did and who you even are. It baffles me. Exactly. You're right. The, the client needs to speak to their audience in the audience's voice. They, mm -hmm. I, I act much as a translator. Um, uh, a client came to me recently and said, hey, we need to do this or that. And they went on and on and on about their, their product and their offering. And I said, your, your end users don't care about that. <laughs> That, that's not yeah. what's in it for them. So it's it's always really helpful to have some objective uh, questioning and input, and I pr I try to provide that. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Good. Well, let's talk about wellness a little bit. I I know that you know the term wellness gets thrown out a lot out there. I'm wondering, do, do you when you when you talk about wellness, do you talk about um, eating habits, do you talk about exercise, do you talk about the total package? What exactly does that mean to you and how you interact with your clients? The total package, Brian, and that's a really good uh, point you bring up about wellness means a, a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Right. Uh, I, I go with when, when people approach me with whatever. I, I heard from someone who's trying to save, get their get their children and save their, their uh, lifestyle during a divorce right now uh, in another country. Uh, that's wellness. That's wellness yeah. for the child. So I gave this individual um, tools so that uh, this person could take care of their children in a much more helpful fashion, helpful fashion, right. and, um, and guard against uh, losing their right to be a parent. Um, so, so that's wellness. Uh, talking about um, other things such as diet uh, and eating habits and exercise, there's not one type of diet or one type of exercise that works for everybody. So I, I work one-on-one -on -one with individuals based on their lifestyle, uh, types of things they enjoy, uh, uh, what excites them, uh, what what impassions them, what their goals are for their body and their lifestyle overall. Uh, sometimes it's sleep patterns and um, uh, maybe they, they, they want to get ripped or just lose weight or they need to gain weight. Uh, right. it, it really depends. So, um, And I also work with individuals that have uh, health challenges uh, or maybe are going in for uh, you know, surgeries and, and things like that. Yeah. So. Each, each individual um, uh, situation is, is vastly unique. I have yeah. an intake form and, and an extensive interviewing process and mm -hmm. confidentiality clauses and all that uh, that right. needs to, to um, be taken into account. Um, yeah. 
and it's and funny. The, <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, Go I was going to say the specific health challenges that you've had and the 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 type of healthcare that you did or did not receive, I'm sure, has formed your the basis for everything that you do. You're you're absolutely right, Brian. <laughs> um, yes, in fact, um, I, I'm I'm always looking for an alternative. If there's a way to help a, a client avoid surgery, I will. If there's a way to help them avoid taking drugs, I will. And yeah, um, and even herbs. Amazingly, uh, I I thought you know herbs and supplements uh, were fantastic. And I'm talking you know way back in the early '80s, and I lived in San Francisco. It's the new age mecca of the the um, the country, and I had a violent reaction to one dose of kava kava root, which was supposed to be just a, a, a nerve balancer. Mm, <laughs> I was sick wow. for 24 hours. And, and, mm. and so people will go out and, and you know, uh, sell on these multi-level marketing companies, like they'll sell colloidal minerals. There's arsenic in there. Oh, I my mean, goodness. I know. We need to read the label. It's not just, you know, the bad canned food or something that, mm-hmm. that, that we get at the grocery store. I mean, right. people are making, you know, uh, taking taking things into their body that they, they don't necessarily need or could cause severe damage if, if they don't know all the details behind it. And it's really difficult. I mean, that's why, you know, the FDA is it takes so long to get a, a drug approved, and and yet there are people out there selling you know herbs and supplements that that aren't necessarily approved. Yeah, and I think a lot of it too. I mean, we could go on and on about healthcare sure. and the role of the pharmaceutical industry and how their agenda is to make money and and how how they put out something that just about makes you feel better, but then you need still what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that could be. <laughs> I think we, we we could probably do about a five five day show on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, That's fantastic. Political uh, <laughs> debate, right? But, yeah. Right. Well, we we have a, another uh, couple of minutes or so before our next break. Um, you you so you talk to people also who have health challenges, and even do do you advise people about you know specific nutritional um, um, solutions as well? I mean, we talked about exercise and eating right. Absolutely, I do. I, I, I put together a comprehensive wellness plan based on, I, I provide uh, a routine for the individual, again, based on what's important to them, um, diets, uh, you know, menu items, and, and when they should eat, things that, that would help them get to their optimum weight and help them perform better, their mental acuity, um, help them sleep better. All of that is taken into account. And I'm working with a woman now who just turned 40, and she said, "I'm, you know, I'm working out like a crazy woman, and mm-hmm. and I can't lose any weight." Boom, yeah. got it. Here we go. <laughs> wow, so, that's yeah. great. Okay, well, we are coming up right against our second break. This is a fascinating discussion, Tamara. Um, we'll definitely continue this here on the other side, and we will come right back shortly. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. 
This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Booyah! That's the word uttered when you know you have the upper hand, or you're the winner. Well, now, we have the Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Brassi. Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Martin's show is all about helping speakers and authors find their niche, create their brand, and achieve massive success. Each week, Martin will interview guests from around the world who have achieved tremendous success as speakers and authors. You'll find out who they are, what they do, and how you can follow in their footsteps to achieve incredible results. Guests will come from around the world of business, entertainment, finance, the arts, and sciences. Nothing is off topic. No subject too taboo. We'll share valuable information as well as huge laughs as we discover the ups and downs of being a successful speaker and author. The Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Pressey. Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on togedat.com. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And once again, here we are. This is Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and my very special guest this week is Tamara Nielsen. During the break, Tamara, we talked about seizures, and that fascinates me, too, because uh, that is in my family as well. So tell us a little bit about how, about how you dealt with that. My seizures are not real typical. Uh, most people uh, will consider seizures as central nervous system seizures, forms of epilepsy, um, mine weren't. I, they thought for a moment they, they might be, but uh, a right temporal lobe uh, seizure. And whether or not that's the case, I don't know anymore. I don't care. The most important thing is that I've learned how to control them. Uh, I went through about oh, seven years of being on, on seizure meds that made me sicker than they did better. I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, there's anything wrong with seizure medications. They just weren't right for me. So uh-huh. my, my seizures exacerbated uh, by way of, and it took a long time to get this diagnosed, but by way of a rare heart condition or um, syndrome or disorder, it's called um, neurocardiogenic syncope, where the blood pressure pools. And um, most people will pass out, and for the most part, I didn't. Uh, I did on occasion, but 
my body would basically shock itself back into uh, a nor- normal blood pressure and sinus rhythm uh, by seizing. And these would go on anywhere from 10 seconds to sometimes 30 minutes. Wow. So it was terrifying. I, I lived for about seven years, like I said earlier in our um, conversation, in and out of a wheelchair and on meds. And finally, I ran into a Tai Chi yoga master after I'd gotten off the seizure meds, and I was having about 15 seizures a month. And he put his hands on me and worked with me about, oh, three to four hours a week. And he actually felt me go through the seizures, and he knew enough about the physiology of my body to help me learn to work with the seizures. And now when I get an aura, which is typical for people who have seizures, as you probably know, Brian, um, Mm -hmm. when I get an aura, I immediately can recognize that something is going on and I need to get in a particular pose. I need to close my eyes, shut out the world, and uh, work through a particular breathing technique and body movement that will slow down my heart rate and bring my blood pressure back up to where it needs to be. This sounds very odd, atypical. I'm quite certain, especially if um, if you're familiar with... uh, um, seizures in in your family, and I'm right. sorry that you deal with that. Yeah. If you care to 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 bounce with this, I'll, yeah. I'll give you an opportunity. I'll be quiet for a minute. Oh no, that's that's totally that's totally fine. Um, there's a lot of stuff that, not to change the subject, but there's a lot of other stuff that I really do want to want to talk about as well. And I'm really glad that you shared that because uh, you know there. It sounds like your your seizures were related to a heart condition, and yep. that's that's not that's not the case with many many people. So, mm-hmm. hearing how you dealt with that was certainly you know really interesting. Um, you do a lot of other types of work with your clients. I mean, you do life changes counseling, you do career transitions counseling, you do elder care. I'd like to visit some of this um, life changes. You you help people who um, uh, deal with death. The, Loss of a limb. You deal uh, with clients who have gone through divorce, or perhaps relocating, or gone through a catastrophe such as Hurricane Katrina, for example, or maybe getting sued and having to go to court for an extended length of time. How? how I mean, I know that each situation is completely different, but how is it that you you work with clients uh, through those specific situations? Uh, the well, I haven't worked with anyone that's gone through uh, Hurricane Katrina, or at least not to my knowledge. But um, right. Uh, that was an example, yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, I just, yeah, I was just, I was just making sure right. we, were, we were clear on that. Okay, good. Sure, sure. Um, there are all types of catastrophes, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, as I mentioned earlier about the individual who is facing a um, um, a prison sentence uh, by way of uh, trying to care for uh, their child. Basically, I. I just help. Uh, let's see. They and I'm, I'm going to uh, refer back to that that conversation, what we touched on earlier. I do the research for this person to help them find a way to navigate through the court system to protect them, make sure that they're dealing with their attorneys appropriately, finding a um, a, a course of of um, protection for them. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people that uh, approach me quite a bit over uh, domestic abuse, 
And um, that's, that's a tough one because the, just like the individual I just mentioned about fighting for their children uh, in yeah. court and, and a potential prison sentence by way of protecting them, um, the, the laws are different all over, but I possess the ability to do the re- research and resourcefulness to reach out to those who can advise me to advise my clients appropriately to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, uh, firsthand um, the domestic abuse laws in Michigan are pretty much, it's, it's, it, it's pretty easy to get a personal protection order if one is needed. Um, now, I didn't always know that. Uh, <laughs> I thought one needed to go through an attorney, and I think in most states that's not the case. Um, mm. it, they, they are much easier to get, and, and sometimes um, in a domestic abuse situation, a uh, personal protection order or a restraining order is, is uh, called for. And I help guide these individuals through that process and also helping them to recognize that that's in fact what they need or mm. that they don't need it, that they may need to go to a, a counselor. A, um, and I work with trauma counselors, like, a, um, uh, like psychologist counselors. So, yeah, this is not all, okay. I don't do this so, all in a okay. silo. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Do you, do you find that most of your clients are in Michigan where, where you are, or do you have the ability to work with people all over the country? Uh, all over the world, actually, all yes. All over the world? Yes, yeah. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't meet many of my clients. So, yeah. um, uh, and, you know, which is unfortunate. I'd like to, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So you do work with people, you know, via phone and fax and email or whatever technology has and, to offer. Them. Yes, exactly. And Skype and yes. Yeah, Skype. I love Skype. <laughs> <laughs> we love Skype. We do love Skype. <laughs> um, how about, for example, someone who um, has just recently lost a loved one? I mean, obviously that's something that, you know, it happens every day. Um, it doesn't happen to us every day, but it happens somewhere every day. Um, do you find that a lot of your clients are people who are, grieving? Well, I, I haven't worked a lot with individuals who have, uh, who have lost um, loved ones. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I guess I, I have a lot of experience with it firsthand. <laughs> okay. um, and if, if we want to talk a little bit about grief, grief yeah. comes from a lot of different things. It could come from a, an unwarranted or unwanted a career transition or a health yeah. challenge or something like that. Um, it's, the first thing I, I recommend is to accept the situation for what it is. There's, yeah. there's a gift and a lesson, many, in any situation, uh, whether it's a, a, a grief-stricken catastrophe or or something that's seem, seemingly victorious there's always a gift and a lesson so i i i try to counsel people to be open to accepting whatever is in front of them um i worked with um uh, this is actually more on a, on a personal basis, and I can probably answer your question a little bit easier. Um, okay. I, I worked with a, uh, a family that uh, was had two young children, 
um, in 12 and 14, respectively, losing their mother to breast cancer in the fourth year battle. Wow. Um, so I, I worked with their father to educate the children that they needed to go in and say to their mother, it was okay to let go and that they were all right and they would be fine without her. Uh, because sometimes the, the patient who is, who's dying is hanging on and, and dealing with tremendous pain because they're afraid to let go and because their family is not going to be okay. So it took a lot for the gentleman that I was working with to uh, come to terms with his children and say, hey, we need to go tell mom it's okay to let go. And once they did, it was an extremely beautiful and cathartic experience. Um, the mother was actually in um, a state of um, in and out of consciousness, but the mm. youngest, uh, the youngest of the the daughters, came out and said she woke up and said, "You're a brave girl, and thank you." So that was something that I know the young girl probably will take with her the rest of her life. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's an amazing story. I mean, just just the whole idea of being okay with letting go can be very yeah. very challenging. Mm -hmm. um, wow, that's that's incredible. We've got about a minute or so okay. uh, before our our final break. Uh, if you want to talk a, a little bit about um, uh, career transitions, I know that we probably would want to take this uh, into the next segment as well. But when you deal with people who've lost their job, I bet there are very unique challenges that you have to deal with there as well. Yes, and and yeah, I'd like to probably uh, take that into the the next segment segment if yeah. we can because there is so many fantastic opportunities when a uh, when someone loses their job or you know has a, a a career transition. There's there's a lot of excitement there. Right, and and I know that I mean there are a lot of people out there, especially in this economy, who have lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. And and they wonder what am I going to do next? And there's definitely a fear factor going on. But just mm -hmm. as you alluded to, um, there is a tremendous opportunity contained within that. And I look forward to exploring that theme with you right after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you the kind of parent who just wants their kids to live the life of their dreams? Well, grab your kids and join How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James. It's a lively interview and call-in show, Thursday, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. This dynamic mother and son team are on a mission. They want to empower kids to dream big and go after those dreams with gusto. They want to fill the world with kid entrepreneurs. Are your kids ready for success? Don't miss their fun annex, lively guests, and discussions. For more on Ann and Jack and their show, check out their website, howtoraiseamillionaire.com. 
Then join the conversation of lively interviews and call-ins. And let's give our kids the tools and encouragements they need to build a future they can bank on, no matter what the economy throws their way. It's How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James. Thursdays, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Yes, there is an app for that. Yes, there's an app for that, too. And yes, there's an app for that. You hear it all the time. But what does that mean to you? Join us for Yes, There is an App for That, the radio show, with your hosts Chandler and Sherry George, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. This is one radio show you can't afford to miss. Yes, There's an App for That is the show that will open your eyes as a business owner and entrepreneur. You'll learn what's hot and what's not in apps, internet marketing, and mobile marketing. And as a consumer, you'll learn what's new in the mobile app world each week and how it can affect your life on a day-to-day basis. You'll learn the good and bad about certain mobile apps. Plus, we'll keep you informed on what to watch out for for your kids on mobile apps. For more information, check out the website, catchfireinternetmarketing.com. Then join us for Yes, There's an App for That with your hosts Chandler and Sherry George. Thursday afternoons at 2 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And here we are back again. This is Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and my very special guest this week is Tamara Nielsen. Right before the break, we were discussing some unique aspects of her work. Uh, she has helped people who deal with life changes, health challenges. Uh, I want to visit the idea of career transitions. We alluded to this right before the break, and there are a lot of things that we can explore, especially in this economy when so many people are losing their jobs. A lot of people feel hopeless. A lot of people are very afraid of what their next step is going to be. Uh, it can paralyze some from taking any action for a long time. And depending on the circumstances that surrounded losing your job, it can be a, a very traumatic experience. But I'd like to explore um, how, how you help people going through career transitions, Tamara, and what strategies uh, you might recommend to someone out there who might be looking for their next career opportunity. And, what, and, and in fact, the word opportunity is, is really profound because it does represent a fantastic opportunity to take uh, a bold step. So let's talk about that. Great. Good. This is one of my favorite uh, aspects of my, my career. Um, it, the first thing that happens when someone loses their job is they're, they're terrified, obviously. I mean, th- anyone who would say, oh, yay, I'm glad I got fired, you know, that's not going to happen. They're, they're generally lost with their identity. I mean, most of us, particularly in America, the, one of the first questions out of our mouth is, hey, what do you do for a living? Well, yes. if you just lost your job, um, well, I'm unemployed or I'm in between or I'm looking for my next new challenge or whatever. Right. But that's the first thing to go is the sense of identity. So I, I challenge people to say, okay, what ignites my heart? What impassions me? If I could do anything, anywhere, for anyone, in any capacity, what would it be? I mean, I have almost a book of questions <laughs> that I, I share with, with my clients to walk them through really what excites them so they can 
what I call mine their mind um, and, and dig deep, figure out what, what excites them, and then they can take it from there. Um, obviously, we need to mine our contacts. That's, that, we all know that. But, but there's so, much, so many other ways we can reach out. We, once we get it, figure out what excites us, we, our, our creativity soars. We can go to a different locale. We can do something um, online or remotely, or we can do a part-time job and build a part-time business. Uh, um, there, are, there are so many different things. It really depends on the person. There are two things um, that come in second to the figuring out what excites uh, the individual that's going through the career transition. Um, number, number two is to maintain a routine. It is imperative because our, our, our confidence is shaken and there, there are going to be those moments of depression and anxiety and, and again, that, that fear that, that mounts. But if we have a routine to, to fall back on, it mm-hmm. forces us to, to take one step after the next. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and- I was going to say number one was mind your contacts. Number two is keep a routine or establish a routine. Is that correct? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I skipped around. No, mind, mind your mind. Figure out what impassions you. Because, oh, yes. Because we really, I mean, a, a lot of us, you know, we just kind of got into a job and, and we sort of stayed there because we could and it was comfortable and it was familiar and it was too scary to do anything else. Well, if, if you're out of that job, this is the chance, man. Create the life you want. See it and mm-hmm. and make it happen. Um, uh, so yes, then yeah, mining our contacts is, is is part of that. But keep a routine. Okay. Also, and I think this is really important. Think about or go out and volunteer at anything. Um, I I was just working with someone recently who did this. Uh, wound up volunteering part time in a in a field that she had never been in and she also wound up getting a, a part-time job and her her attitude just stayed right on track she got a new job within two months uh she, whole, she followed go ahead i was just going to say it sounds like the whole idea of giving to someone who needs more than you do uh is is really important here it it really fills us i mean it really fills our our yeah. sense of self-worth um and to know that we're making an impact in, on a, positively on a business or people that that need our help, it, absolutely. It, and the other thing is the um, that's part of the routine, and also we're engaging with with other individuals, and it, it keeps us fresh as opposed to, I mean, we've heard stories. I'm sure I'm sure you're right there with me, where you know someone loses a job and they they sit back, collect unemployment, and they eat a bunch of bonbons and and you know watch television and become really depressed. Right. It's so easy to do, but yeah. if we're out there volunteering and and we make we make a commitment, even though we're not getting a paycheck, we're getting an education. We're getting a lot back, and. Um, Yes, this this woman to whom I refer, she followed just about every one of my uh, uh, lists or, or suggestions on the list that I gave her, and and she was employed within two months. So it, it's um, it's not as scary as it may seem. It's mm-hmm. to me, it's an opportunity in waiting, and I try to instill that in people. 
That's that's tremendous. Do you ever advise sometimes based on their skill sets that they should start a business? Oh, absolutely. Write a book, uh, start a business, go on a speaking tour, uh, hundreds of things. It really depends on the individual. Um, uh, There are tons of things. I mean, uh, gosh, I thought about (laughs) uh, I, I told somebody, I don't know when it was, probably five years ago. I said, you know. I would hire somebody if they would start a valet service at Sam's because in, in mm. uh, you know, extreme weather climates, there are people that don't <laughs> want to carry those big old boxes uh, to yeah. and from, right? Um, yeah. Or, or, you know, and I know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, people in warm weather states are really familiar with having a, um, a mobile car dealing, detailing service, but in yes. the extreme weather states, uh, we need them, but they're not available. So, right. I mean, yeah, yeah that's a, that, those are just a couple of business ideas. So, yeah. Uh, and if, if you enjoy running errands for people or going shopping for people, I mean, that would be a business too. I mean, offer to go <laughs> yeah. shopping for people and bring it back and, you know, yeah. get paid to go shopping for someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure exactly. there are people out there who would like that. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And, and I love what you talk about in terms of recognizing what you love to do. I mean, if you if you had a if you wrote down a list of things that you love to do and not evaluate them until you've written a whole bunch of things down and then pick two or three ideas that you think you know I probably could actually make some money doing this. That's that's a great place to start. Yes, and the other the other thing that I think is really important is is sitting down quietly. Um, and writing down absolutely every accomplishment, be it small or huge, that the person has has ever experienced in their entire life, and it might have been you know childbirth or or something like right. that. But right. but writing all of that down, it, people find a pattern of what they don't like and what they do yeah. like and what they're really really good at, and and again that confidence will slip easily. But if we have a yeah. list of all these fantastic things that we've accomplished and the way, ways that we've helped the world or touched people's lives, it, it helps us to think out of the box. And I, yeah. oh, I'm sorry I used that cliche term, <laughs> how That's unlike okay. me. But, but, uh-huh. but, but you know what I'm saying. Right. One, of, one thing that, that I like to say, it's sort of a personal quote that I live by, is sometimes your core area of genius is the thing that you haven't tried doing yet. And that, that would be a great opportunity, too. I mean, if, you, if, you, I mean, if you're having troubles thinking of things that you're good at, and I mean, if you've been inside your own body long enough, you know what you're good at and you know what you're not good at. But having the confidence uh, even to try something new and then discover, oh, wow, I am actually pretty good at this. Let's try this. Um, that could be a, an opportunity. Sometimes the greatest opportunities are contained in those seeds of adversity that tend to surround us. Absolutely. Great point, Brian. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to ask, you You said you had this book of questions that you present to your career transition clients. Did you ever, <laughs> have you ever thought about publishing that? <laughs> it's in the works. I have well, so good. many books in the works that I, I, I can't keep up with them all. I have about 25 titles I'm working on. Well, that's so, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I know that you've got one 
out there, uh, Perspectives, Views on Life. And I know that you've got several books out there, but that's one book that we've, we've talked about a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about that book and, and if someone wanted to get that, how they could possibly get that? Because I definitely uh, have enjoyed your story here today and, and some of the insight that you've shared, and, and you have a lot to offer people. And, and I just want to encourage you to keep going because you're a fantastic light. Oh, thank you so much, Brian. This has been great. Um, yeah. And yes, about about the book, uh, Perspectives, Perspectives, Views on Life is a uh, an unabridged compilation of my first two books, and um, that's they're they're brief messages and very heart rending, thought provoking uh, messages that that help people through just about any adversity or fear. Um, it. it it demonstrates ways to transform trauma into triumph um, and and get through just about anything. Um, uh, see hope when no hope is in sight. And okay. um, yeah, it's it's. Um, I I broke that book out into four three other titles with photography that I've taken as well as has been um, uh, donated by the United States Air Force Seven Summits Challenge Team, who I have wow. nothing but fantastic things to say about. They, yeah. they uh, scale and ski the Seven Summits of the world, uh, okay. raising money for um, widows. Um, That's great. People that have been lost in the war, yeah. yes. We've got about 30 seconds left, so we're coming right mm-hmm. down to the end. Yep. Your book is Perspectives, Views on Life. Where can we get that? Can we get that on your website? Or Amazon. Uh, or Amazon? Are on, are on Amazon, yes. Okay. We have been here today with Tamara Nielsen. Her book is Perspectives, Views on Life. And definitely check that out. This has been a really wonderful hour with Tamara Nielsen. And we want to thank you so much for joining us here on Success Profiles Radio. We'll be back next Monday with another fantastic guest at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, you take care. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each week, 